right, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Thomas Ng over Zoom video. Thomas was born in the UK, lived there till he was four, then he moved to Hong Kong where he attended school up until he was 18 and then moved to Boston to attend Berklee School of Music. His mom is very artistic, but she never pursued her dream of being a musician or a dancer. So she really wanted Thomas to have that opportunity if he was excited with it. So she put him in dance and singing lessons and piano, all these things uh, growing up. He loved dancing, ended up getting a foot injury. Then around 15 years old is when he absolutely fell in love with music, started recording covers. He ended up attending, like I said, Berklee School of Music, moved there when he was 18 years old. He talked to us about the audition process. Once he got to Berkeley, that's when he started writing his own original music. He's had massive success on TikTok, so I'm sure you've seen him on your For You page. That started with him putting up different beats and uh, instrumentals that he had written and asked people to duet him. He called it Duet Me. He'd put up a uh, you know, instrumental and then somebody would sing a verse or do a chorus or something to the music he had provided. It started to do really well. I mean, it was kind of a slow burn, but it started to take off. Eventually, Lizzo gets wind of this, and she jumps on and, and participates in the open verse challenges. He talks about that moment, some of the massive covers he has, debuting his song One Last Dance, his first original via TikTok and how that was. And he talks all about his new song as well called Pills. You can watch the interview with Thomas on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Thomas Ng. Hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course, it's my honor. Awesome, awesome. Uh, my name is Adam and this podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. That's awesome, thank you. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Um, so uh, first off, where were you born and raised, Thomas? I was born in the UK, actually, and then I was raised in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. Okay, talk to me about that. How long did you live in the UK for? I lived in the UK till I was like four, and then I grew up in Hong Kong. So then I moved to Hong Kong, and then I grew up there till I was like 18, and now I'm here in Boston. So Okay, yeah. so you moved from Hong Kong to Boston, and I, I did see, I think I read that you go to Berkeley. Yes, I just graduated, actually. Oh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> that must have just happened. I mean, uh, I know schools are all kind of ending right now. Yeah, literally happened like a few weeks ago. <laughs> did you like it to walk and all that fun stuff? Yeah, luckily I did. Um, last, the year before me, didn't get too sadly, but luckily I did. So yeah, That's awesome. Real quick, uh, just, are you on an external mic, like a mic like this? No, I'm on my, I'm on my laptop mic. Do you want me to hook myself up? To no, no, no. Can you just turn? I think your, your mic is the level is a little bit loud. It's peaking on my end. Oh, how about, okay, let me see. How's it now or is it? A little bit less if you can. Oh. Okay, how about now? That's perfect. 
Cool. Cool. Yeah, I just didn't want it to be. It was. I could hear you. It was fine, but it was just like this close to peaking. So oh, <laughs> no worries. No worries. No worries. No worries. That's a nightmare. It's all good. Uh, awesome. 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 Cool. So you. That's amazing. You actually had a chance to to graduate. I know, like you said, the class before you probably didn't get a chance to walk, and uh, that's amazing that you got to got to do that. Yeah, it was cool. Awesome, awesome. So, talk to me about. So, you lived in the UK till you're four. Do you have yeah. any memories of living in there? It was raining <laughs> and cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, honestly, it's kind of hard. I think it was just like the vibe that I kind of remembered because I was four. You know, I can't mm-hmm. recall that much. Um, yeah, I got to got to go back and visit a few. So, okay. So, what took you and your family from the UK to to Hong Kong? Like, what what was the reason? Yeah, like your jo- your parents work or yeah. It was okay. because of like family work and stuff. That's why we moved over. And I ended okay. up with my grandparents. So, yeah. Oh, cool. What was it like? So tell me about Hong Kong. What was it like growing up there? Obviously quite different than, than Berkeley. Oh yeah. But I think it's been really cool. Cause I grew up like, like through international schools and stuff. So it's kind of helped me coming to the U S cause there's this whole like culture shock. Sure. Sorry. Um, but no, Hong Kong has a lot of, I really, it's been, it's really, it's really, uh, what's the word? <laughs> it's really, I'm really grateful for growing up in Hong Kong because of the, like, the diverse community they have there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not as diverse as U.S., I would say, but, like, as Asia goes, like, it's quite diverse. And, like, I got to meet, like, a lot of different cultures, and I got to listen to a lot of different kinds of, got introduced to lots of different kinds of people, different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's amazing. And so you went to an international school. Does that mean that there's kids from all over the world that were going there? And, and is that like a, I mean, was it like military, but like, why, like, tell me about the school and how that it kind of attracted people there. Yeah, no worries. So I think, um, I think international schools started because um, before the UK controlled had like Hong Kong, but mm-hmm. now they don't. But then after that, they had like international schools open up, which they mainly taught like, it was English based and they taught something called IB, which okay. was IB and IGCSE, which is kind of like an international system, um, like an international educational system, something like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not like a military school type situation. It's just like a lot of like, because Hong Kong has a lot of English speakers too. And okay. a lot, a lot of, a lot of business is going through Hong Kong. So a lot of, a lot of people come over to Hong Kong to work. So I okay. that's what those schools are for. Very cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like a base situation where you're like uh, you're going to school, but like I, I figured it wasn't. But <laughs> I no, just it, it, it's, it's not that crazy. I, that'd be sick though, but it's not. It's you not know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah, that's cool. So obviously, you, they teach English to everybody there. Um, they mainly that, they mainly teach in English. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, did uh, you speak Mandarin? I would think. I do, but honestly, it's so. This is really bad. But because like I grew up. I was born in UK, and then when I came right. to Hong Kong, my parents and my grandparents wanted me to keep my English, so they oh. kept speaking to me and conversing to me in like English slash Mandarin slash Cantonese, which is the language in Hong Kong. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I grew up like I grew up so surrounded. My all the music I listened to was in English. Everything I watched was in English. The way I was taught in school was in English. So I kind of. English kind of became my main thing, but I speak like a okay. little bit of Mandarin, a little bit of Cantonese, but yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Are your parents, are they from, uh, from Hong Kong? Are they from the UK? Like do you? Yeah. So, so my dad's from the UK and my mom's from Hong Kong. Okay. 
And well, it's interesting because you don't have any sort of accent either, you know, in either way, you know what I mean? Like you don't have any sort of accent where I feel like when I'm hearing you speak like in, in, for, for a Chinese accent or like a, a, a UK, like kind of, uh, you know, British yeah. accent. It's like, I, yeah, <laughs> it's like I didn't come from any of them, but yeah. Right, right. That's interesting. <laughs> it's really weird. It's really weird. Well, how did you get into music? Are your parents musical at all? Oh, um, it was my mom. It's so weird. I would say like everything up to now, because I make a lot of R&B. That's kind of what I mean. Right. I grew up on Motown. I, I like listened to Alicia Keys. And then T-Pain at some point was like my idol and Justin Bieber. Okay. All that was for my mom. My mom, my mom was like, these guys... I know my son likes Michael Jackson and I know he likes music because I like, I know he, I know he likes that. And my mom growing up didn't really get the chance to like pursue her dream of music and stuff. Cause you know, oh, okay. Is she a singer, piano player? Like what, what does she do? I'd say she's, she's more, she was like really into like dancing and like, into, like uh, okay. Things. Um, so she kind of like, she, what she did for me, it was really interesting. was that she didn't, she didn't want that to happen to me. She didn't want me to not pursue any dream if I had one or any like talent if I had one. So what she did was she like sent me to these random classes, like art classes, to dance classes, to singing classes, just to see if I enjoyed any of them. Mm -hmm. And she found out I really loved dancing and I actually started out as a dancer. So my. Oh, cool. Yeah. What type of dance? My, my younger son dances. He's, oh, cool. Or both my, both my kids dance at one point, but the older one stopped. My younger one loves it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I grew up, uh, well, I started with tap because okay. I was, but then I, I got into like contemporary and then I started developing into like hip hop and pop and then like. But cool. Yeah, yeah he does. My, my older son did a little bit of everything tap or all, um, uh, yeah, contemporary dance, all that. And then my younger one, he does hip hop. He loves hip hop dance. So like. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so that's what he's, what he's, he's doing now. It's funny. He's got a recital actually coming up pretty soon. Oh, best of luck. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. He's sick. So their whole dance troupe, like they're doing that song at the playground, um, like from the nineties, that hip hop song at the playground. I can't think of who does it right now. <laughs> I have to my head, but, uh, and they all have, they all have to wear like basketball jerseys. Like it's, it's really funny. Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you started in dance as well or dance yeah, and dance. you said singing and everything. And so you've, you really enjoyed dance. Yeah. I loved dancing growing up. And then like, I had this random, I loved dancing growing up. And then my mom was like, Oh, you know, Michael Jackson, he sings and dances, but I was like, Oh, I don't want to sing. But the, I was, okay, okay. I used to be a, I used to be really, really bad at singing, like really bad. So we, I luckily I got like to take classes and stuff and then I got to learn to like sing and dance. And that was kind of my thing for a second. And then mm -hmm. I got like this weird foot injury oh. and then, and now I, and then singing just kind of became my main thing. So. Okay. And you play piano too. Yes. Oh yeah. I also grew up like with some like piano classes on the side, but then um, like really getting into like Alicia Keys specifically, mm -hmm. like she's just, she just like wowed me like how she could play and sing so then i was like oh i want to learn like if i got you like i want to learn how to play like that so okay and when, when did I, you really start you know taking music serious i mean obviously you're insanely talented and then especially <laughs> to the fact that you went to berkeley so like when did you really really start getting like way into into music and performing and playing mm, i so for performing and stuff i started performing when i was like 
11, like dancing and stuff. Okay. And doing shows. But I, but personally, I really like, really started pursuing it when I was like 50. When I was like, okay, okay I want to make this like mine. Like I want to really go for it. So. Was there something that happened or something that happened or a specific reason that you were like, like an aha moment that you wanted to just knew that you wanted to play music? I think it was kind of like in this moment where I was, where I kind of realized that because for a long period of my, uh, like up, up until 15, like I was really, really worried about pursuing music as a career, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily safe. And like, sure. I, didn't, I didn't think I would, could, I didn't think I could actually even make it. Or I didn't have anything so but when I when I was 15 around then like just I was just surrounded by a lot of my friends and stuff that were like oh my gosh like like yeah like are you gonna perform this day are you gonna perform that day like people were asking me and stuff and yeah I was just like oh okay maybe like if all these people like mm-hmm. <laughs> if all these people think I can actually like they like listening to me maybe I should like like listening to myself like maybe I should really get into doing that okay um, so yeah that's when I was like oh well- I should well, you said uh, that you didn't like your your voice or whatever earlier. You said you couldn't sing. Like, when did you? When did that click for you? Like, like when did I start? Re- like, um, like realizing that, like, oh, I'm actually really good. Or where did you like? When did you develop your voice, knowing that you could sing? Oh, uh, <laughs> it took him. It took me a minute for sure. Okay. Like, I would say maybe like fifteen. 15. Oh, really? So kind yeah. of around that same time. Yeah, fifteen or fourteen. Um, because before that I was like, I, I would love singing. I just wouldn't love listening to me sing. Oh, sure. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So then when I, but then I started getting into like recording covers and stuff and like recording Mm -hmm. myself and I'd like, I'd like play and I'd be like, oh, this is so fun. And then I'd listen to myself. I'm like, oh, what, what (laughs) (laughs) that would happen so often. Um, but as I, like, I remember just like, I really got into like, like Brian McKnight, he has a song okay. back at one, which is like a belter. It's like, oh, it's, 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 yeah. And I just remember like, I, I remember like I sang it to my mom. I think it was with my mom actually. And she was like, and I was really getting into it. And then she was like, oh my gosh, Thomas, like you actually sound like, you sound, you sound like black. And I was like, wait, what? Not trying to be like, not trying to be like, no, no, no I see what you're saying. saying yeah. like, just like the fact, cause they're the, they're the origin of R&B. You know what I mean? Right, like, mom and I like looked up to like R&B for a long time. So when, when that happened, she was like, I was like, Oh, what? So then that's when I, that's when I started like really digging, digging into like, okay, I was listening to my covers, but I was like, okay, why do I hate it though? Like what, what is turning me off about my voice? And I started like tweaking and tweaking and tweaking it till mm-hmm. I started. Oh, okay. This is, I'm not cringing for the first time. Listen. Okay. You, yeah. you do. Sure, sure, sure. And then when, like, were you around 15 at the same time you were doing covers? And then you write your own music as well. So when did that start? That honestly started when I was, when I first came to Berkeley. Everything, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, when people ask me, um, like, did I enjoy my Berkeley experience or anything? Like, I, like, honestly, yeah, because before I came to Berkeley, I had no idea how to write a full song and I had, like, no confidence. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, being here, I started right. I wrote my first song in, like, my first or second semester here yeah oh wow okay yeah so what took you then to berkeley like how was that a difficult process and obviously you're moving to a country you had never lived in you lived in the uk you lived in hong kong and then you come to to berkeley in the states or to boston um it was 
like, tell me about the process of applying to that school. What made you decide on Berkeley and how did you end up uh, getting here? Oh, yeah. So basically, as 15 and growing up, like there were Berkeley came out to Hong Kong. They go out to different like schools, music schools and stuff, and they like introduce themselves and they talk about like their course and everything. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, like also a few alumni. I knew a few alumni in Hong Kong and my mom like as soon as she heard about like how great the school was and, and she heard about all these great people that came out of there, she's like, okay, there's only going to be one school. Like you're not like other, you can apply to others, but it doesn't matter. Like you're only going to, you're going to Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not going anywhere else except this one school. Wow. Um, I was like, uh, okay. So, um, yeah, no uh, applying and everything. So there's this whole audition process that you go mm -hmm. through where you have to like, play a piece to improvising to like ear training where they like see how good your ear is and your hearing is just terrifying for me. And like uh, sight reading. Do you have to do that on the sight reading? Yeah. Oh, sight yeah. Reading. I was not good at that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of like, as soon as we heard about it, we were like, okay, that's like the spot. Like, okay. like the, that's like the place to be. So, yeah. And when it came to that, like, what did you go, what did you audition as? Like you have to go in with like some sort of, idea right like a singer or songwriter or production or whatever yeah so for every even for every major you have to audition with like an instrument so for me i auditioned with my vocals okay so, so you went in as a vocalist essentially yeah and is that what you finished school with is that what you went through with yeah i i, I auditioned so you audition as a vocalist or like you audition as in whatever instrument you instrument. play uh-huh and then you go into like the majors you want to pick. So I graduated with songwriting, but oh, then cool. I went as a vocalist. Yeah. Amazing. So you had never written a song. You get to school and like, what was it like, you know, arriving in Boston? Now you're going to the school where you're surrounded by, you know, the best of the best, essentially in, in, in one, in one spot. Was that overwhelming? Was that nervous? Were you nervous at all? Oh yeah. I like, I was terrified it was so scary but simultaneously it was like kind of awesome because like you're surrounded by all these people that know what they're doing and they play like insanely well like mm -hmm. that you never thought people your age could play um so i was i was i was nervous but extremely excited so kind of covered it but it would yeah it was crazy because i've never been here before too so yeah i, I was like i'm getting like allergic reactions like <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, it was really wow, cool. wow. And then you you write your first song when you're there, and do you can do you pursue that like songwriting and, and putting out music on your own? And then obviously, I want to talk to you about the the massive success you've had on TikTok. But um, like prior to that, were you just putting out songs like on Spotify, or would you write a song? Would you perform around uh, the college? So it actually took me, like I said, like maybe to the end of the first year. To actually release my first song because like for a long time i at the beginning of that i knew i wanted to learn how to write but mm -hmm. i also didn't know if i wanted to like be an artist or anything like that like i was still very because of like the overwhelming amount of talent that was there i was like uh maybe i shouldn't do this maybe i should right help, you know but um after i wrote a few songs just like demos and stuff like my friends extremely supportive like we're like oh release it release it like you have to release it and then i called like and then I got this chance to like call this random producer and he was like, yeah, you should, you should release it. But that's when I was like, that's when I dropped my first single. Okay. Yeah. And how'd you meet this producer? 
Um, it was just through Insta. Like I was doing covers and stuff and people were DMing me just to like sing on their stuff or write stuff with them. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So the, you were just getting people that wanted to collaborate with you just off of what you were doing on Instagram? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. What was it like getting those first like people reaching out like, hey, I actually want to work with you. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah, it was weird because <laughs> it, it was really weird. Like when people reach out to you like, oh, I think you're really talented. Lad. I'd love to work with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like making a new friend, I guess. That's kind of how I saw it. Like, right. Yeah. But it was and really weird. Was what really was the collaborations like? Would they have um, instrumentals that you would sing over or full songs that they wanted to use your voice on? I, I was flexible with any. So I was like, we could either start off with, we can make instrumentals together or we could, if you have any tracks, send them my way. And yeah, kind of just started like that. A lot of experimenting with different sounds and stuff. But yeah. Okay. And when do you start, uh, like when you put your first TikTok together, was that in like 2020 when everyone else kind of was yeah. stuck at home and yeah. figuring out what to do with your life? Exactly. That was exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what, so how, tell me about your, your, you know, progress in in starting the app and then obviously where you're at now with it Mm. when i started off um there's a thing i don't know some people it's kind of it's not a thing anymore but when tiktok started off because it's like short form content Mm -hmm. and blow up very easily and stuff a lot of musicians believed and kind of looked down upon tiktok kind of like oh it's kind of like a joke kind of like it's kind of vine it's like vine yeah it was like vine totally it's 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 very humorous based um, so when I started it off, I was kind of like hesitant at first, but I didn't have anything else to do. So I kind of just posted like covers here and there. And that got me like, that got me a few likes. Um, my Instagram had more following in compressed mm-hmm. TikTok by then. So I was like, okay, I'll just try a little bit. And then, um, and then I was, I was just kind of posting randomly. There was no, there was no like structured anything. It's just like, oh, let's just try this. Let's try that. Let's just do what I did on my Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. but then it came to a point where i was like okay nothing's working um but i am getting into i am going in to release this ep that i really love that i've been spending like six months working on mm-hmm. with and um i really want to like if i if i want to like gain traction or anything i should try tiktok one more time so instead of singing um i had all these beats that i produced for myself because um, I was told for a long time that I wasn't a good producer. So I was like, I'm going to spend my summer in this COVID period to like learn to produce and practice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So then I, when I posted that, I got like people duetting and I, this whole duet feature kind of like bumped me up and I got like a ton of R&B artists and like a ton of different types of people. Like, So like, you would just post the, post the instrumental and say, you know, some duet this and then people would find you and then end up, they ended up doing that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I kind of treated it like how if I would to collaborate like with someone that I've never met before, like mm-hmm. and how I would throw an idea at them and like how would they respond to me? I really like that organic like kind of like feature of TikTok where you can like mm-hmm. throw and they can throw something back at you. So, yeah. How how many videos did it take, or did it take a while for people to actually engage with what you were asking them to do, or was it pretty quickly? Honestly, it took it took off very quickly actually like shockingly i remember i remember posting like because i love playing acoustic guitar and i love playing like r&b chords especially Uh so i started yeah so i started posting that and then like as soon as i got like 
as soon as I like woke up the next day, I already had like 10 to 20 people like already duetting it. I was like, Oh, Whoa. I should try this again. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And yeah. then it just continually build from there. Yeah. I kind of shot up and then I started releasing more beats that I actually produced and stuff. And then, yeah, just kind of, and then I started throwing like prompts at people just kind of for fun. At first mm-hmm. I was like, I did things like, Oh, what are your shower thoughts? Or like, can you introduce yourself? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I got, and then, yeah, it was kind of interesting. It just started building and building and building. Obviously, Lizzo did one, yes. which is crazy. <laughs> but prior to Lizzo doing it, was there another moment that it kind of accelerated to the point where you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is this just happened. Was there like a like a big peak or was it kind of just a slow build? And then eventually it before, caught on. Before Lizzo, I was already like on the high of like it was already kind of. It was already high up. It, it was, was already, a, yeah, it was already, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, she had to attract the attention of her at, at so somehow. I think. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So there were already like a few like bumps like with different moments, with different videos and stuff where it was mm-hmm. kind of flooded, but like a lot of insanely talented people to like a lot of just people just in general. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was just kind of like this, and then when Lizzo came in, it just went like this. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. prior to Lizzo, was there a particular person that did it or duetted you that you were like, oh my, I can't believe so-and-so just did this? I, uh, not, not, uh, not in the sense of like someone that's like a name. Famous, name. Okay. More, I found a lot of gems that I ended up wanting to work with. Like these guys are in actually like insanely hidden, like talented gems that I've just found that I can like work with. And yeah. Okay. I ended up me- making a lot of friends that way too. Uh, did you work with any of them on your new stuff? Or, I mean, you put an EP out last year as well, right? At 3 a.m. At the, right now, it's more just like stuff, just kind of like draft work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it, cool. it's, it's really cool. It was really sweet meeting all of them. What about when you when that thing with Lizzo happened? Like, tell me that day and that moment. Yeah. No, I I was so confused. I remember waking up and then like usually you see like it, it became such a bad habit but like i would wake up and i'd go on my phone just kind of looking at my tiktok and just looking at like how many followers i gained or who are the new people who do edit it and stuff sure i mean right it, it almost becomes like a, a lottery thing right you're, yeah. like, like, you're <laughs> like what is it now like let's spin it again what's it gonna hit now like it well, obviously it's like a dopamine hit and, and everything else but that's i can't imagine having something go viral like that but okay so you, you usually tend to wake up look see if your account's, you know, gaining anything or doing yeah. something. Yeah. And then, and then it, I, and then I saw like the numbers, like the number of my following and like everything, like got times like 10. And I was like, I was like, why is this so much, honestly? But I didn't know, I actually didn't know it was Lizzo. Cause, because, because there's so many other people duetting my TikTok. I was trying to look at everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't, I had no idea it was Lizzo till like my friend told me. And he was oh, like, wow. oh, congrats you got lizzo i'm like wait 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 wait. what are you talking about sure Uh, so yeah after finding that out i saw it being posted on like other accounts on instagram and stuff and people tagging me and stuff and yeah i was i was like wow that's i i don't know if this is like fake or real or like some way but yeah it was my gosh that's crazy so like do you look at your followers and it's just like this insane number that happened within a short period of time you're like wait wait what like what yeah. just happened yeah yeah it was it was 
it was so crazy because like after Lizzo did it, it wasn't just her, but a lot of other famous like TikTok accounts like found me and started following me even before then. Uh-huh. And then I got like, and then I got like random Disney actors that I watched growing up duetting it. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. to like people like um, people on like Buzzfeed that I used to watch on YouTube and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is like getting like out of hand, but it was really sick. That's uh, so cool. And from like, from there, do you have to try to, uh, I would just think that you'd want to keep riding that wave and keep putting content out. Like, do you approach the way you were posting or what you were doing any differently after having that massive, you know, success moment? Oh yeah. That definitely gave me, um, after that success moment, I kind of, it was, I had this issue because I was, like I said, like I was approaching TikTok because I was releasing an EP that, mm-hmm. that six months on but now a lot of which was co-produced but all the stuff i post on tiktok is me my production my ideas and stuff just so mm-hmm. um so the way i kind of like approached it now was like okay how can i keep posting i'm gonna keep posting beats because people like them and like people like singing and duetting that's kind of the thing that i do on my account but i want to start like um i want to start introducing my artistry right so yeah was that hard to do? And were you worried about that? Like, okay, and I'm doing this thing. Cause I know a lot of these social media platforms where if you're doing one thing and it's working, like the algorithm is going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And then like, if you were to go out and be like, okay, I'm going to do this challenge video. TikTok's going to be like, wait, what? Like you're, you, you do this, not yeah. this. And then no, it's just sure. like, yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to put it out there. Like, did you have that fear or, but obviously it's still music, music based. Uh, but was that something like, okay, like I'm doing really well with not only just these beats, but I've done a, like some covers that have done really, really, really well as well. And then now I'm going to try to put my own music out. How is that going to settle with, with my audience? Yeah, that was that, that's so terrifying. Like if you honestly, if you meet, if you go on TikTok, it wasn't just me. Cause there are a lot of other producers and stuff too, uh-huh. and artists who were doing the kind of the similar thing that I was doing where they were, they were kind of. TikTok was loving them for kind of the service they provided, whether it's their beats or their writing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the minute you post something kind of original, TikTok will like, it's not the same. It's like, right, the- right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was, I was petrified. I it didn't, it didn't really actually, it didn't work out at the beginning, like posting original stuff alongside my beats and stuff, because mm-hmm. one obviously had more people engaging with it. Sure. But, yeah, I kind of, yeah, that kind of hit me. But then, like, as I continued, um, I, like, it was, like, slowly, slowly by slowly, like, I started converting some of my duet fans to, like, my music, which I'm, okay. I'm fine with having both. I'm grateful for both, so. Yeah, well, I mean, you had it with One Last Dance. That one did, like, insane numbers, too, and that's your song, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that the first one that was, like, okay, now they're both, like both, you know, <laughs> ideas are working now. Yeah. I, I was, I was like, okay, cool. Like this is working. Yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to get those people to then go to your, like Spotify or, or your other accounts? Is it like, well, how do you try to push people, you know, out of TikTok to your streaming platforms? I honestly, it's, it's a lot of, I mean, I'm just doing the basic things like pre-saving or like link in bio. Uh-huh. But I feel like, I think I could be doing a lot better than that, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to like convert or like how to direct people from TikTok to other platforms. 
Right. Right. I think that's kind of the, like people are still trying to navigate how the best way to do that. Right. I mean, to get somebody to leave one app, to go to another app, to pre-save something. I mean, those are obviously dedicated people and they love the song, but I yeah. could see that being like definitely something that would, people haven't cracked the code. I don't think quite yet. No, 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 not really. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cause people, cause TikTok is like so fast. You just kind of want to do this all day. But then the second you have to let, oh, go to a different app and everything, then it's kind of, kind of cut that screen. Right, right. And the most recent song is Pills. Is that your new yeah. one? Okay, yeah, I talked to do that with a, I got to do that with a guy called Poom. He's really cool. Tell me about that song. So that song is about someone who's really close to me, who's kind of has like this, uh, has this like unhealthy relationship with medication. And sure. I, kind of, I kind of wrote this song. I originally wrote this song like about um, about them and everything. And then I kind of posted that idea on TikTok. And then I got, luckily through like, through a connection I got, I got to go, I got to connect with um, Poom. And I got to- Oh, have, wow. And he's actually, he's a, he's a massive artist that's been massive in Thailand like for ages now. So yeah, it was, an, it was a huge honor. That's so cool. I mean, how relevant is the song now, especially with the- you know, fentanyl and all that other crap that's happening nowadays. It's scary. It's like the most terrifying thing for me, for my kids. I'm like, you can't just like, you know, grab, you can't buy pills or whatever off the street. You, you, you know, people are just dying. Yeah. I did not know that, but now Oh man. Yeah. It's like a big deal. Like right now I'm, I'm in Nashville. I'm originally from San Diego, but I'm in Nashville now. And you're like, the news is just going crazy. Like people buying what, you know, what if they think some street drug or whatever or buying what they think would be like an opiate, you know, a Percocet or something from off the street and then they'll just die of this, this fentanyl stuff. It's, oh yeah, it's crazy. What? No. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Well, I'm glad you don't know about it, I guess. Yeah, thank it's pretty, you. De- pretty depressing stuff, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude, thank you so much, Thomas, for doing this. I appreciate your time, man. Um, oh, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have obviously you have a the, an EP coming out, or just new music coming out, or what, what's the plan going forward? Yeah, so I have a single coming out, and then from here on out, I'm just going to be releasing some really sick singles that I've been holding on to, and I'm so excited to release those. Um, but yeah, I've got a single coming out, but I can't say exactly when yet. But it should be sure. Awesome, awesome. And then now that you graduated from school, like just pursuing the the artistry full time. Yeah, deep diving into it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations, man, on all the success. And I appreciate your time today, Thomas. This has been awesome. I have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Ooh, okay. (laughs) That's a great one. Um, Yeah. Oh, my best advice would be when you're in those moments where you feel like you're completely dry and you can't do anything and you don't want to do music and you've lost motivation, keep doing it like that sounds wrong but like keep like just doing it even though you don't like it like just for example let's say you're a songwriter you're a producer and you don't feel any inspiration and you kind of you don't want to make any music anymore you don't like what you're making just just keep doing it or just try challenge yourself or try make it like fun in a sense but like don't take it so seriously because once once you can keep doing that and you keep your gears turning once you have an idea once that kicks in it'll just be like back to the 